Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I'm your host, Jake, and with me as always and forever, Lucas Defer, Keyway Defer. Esquire. Esquire, LLC. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> your, your body's a business. Uh, M- MBA or whatever. All right. Today, we have some Benedict Cumberbatch news, Fast 10 controversies, <gasps> new Jackass series, Batman dethrones Joe Rogan, and Bruce Campbell mysterious news? Question mark. Question mark. So starting off. Starting off. I was going to tease it like, Joe Rogan lost his top spot on Spotify to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, <laughs> but I guess now that they all know that it's a Batman podcast. This is from IGN. Says also known as Igan. Igan. Spotify has a new top podcast in the U.S. with the narrative Spotify original, Batman Unburied. Finally dethroning fucking Rogan. Yeah. It says it makes sense. Most people would probably rather listen to Batman than Joe Rogan. That's an editorial. True. But I, I agree. I, did I write this article? I, you may have. <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff that I, I had to just skip over. Yeah. Just talking about. Just breeze through it. It just talked about Joe Rogan's whole bullshit mm. yep it is bullshit yep i did write this yeah <laughs> according to the podcast charts by spotify batman unburied is now number one podcast in the u.s bumping the joe rogan experience to second place uh-huh. uh then it says that joe rogan was spotify's number one podcast in 2021 after a 200 million deal in 2020 <sighs> that's it uh, the highly controversial podcast and its titular titular host have repeatedly come under fire for COVID-19 and saying the N-word, of course. <laughs> uh, launched with two episodes on May 3rd, Batman Unburied is a fictional podcast telling the story of Bruce. It's not true. It's, I, you know what? Reality is perception. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, just ask Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative facts. DMT. Uh, launched with two episodes, uh, the fictional podcast is telling the story of Bruce Wayne, a forensic pathologist working on the victim of a serial killer known as The Harvester. As you could probably guess, Batman Unburied's Gotham isn't quite the same city we're all familiar with, and Bruce's occupation isn't the only change. Significantly, Batman's famously dead parents aren't quite as dead in this series. With yeah, Thomas. they're not. They're not dead at all. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, not, not quite dead? Well, they're, they're fucking. They're getting there. <laughs> they're dying slowly from a gunshot wound to the or a gunshot wound to the fucking stomach or something. <laughs> uh, with Thomas and Martha Wayne showing up to urge their son to go to therapy. Bruce's alter ego, Batman, will make an appearance, though. Spoiler. So how much this therapist helps remains unseen. Uh, written and ex- executively produced. I, I can't say the word executively right. You just did. Time. Good job. I'm proud of you. Executive, executively. <laughs> uh, produced by David S. Goyer. Oh, he wrote... The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, The Dark Knight. And I think he... Had a hand in Green Lantern. Oof. Yeah. He, he wrote a bunch of shit. I, I don't fault anybody who worked on Green Lantern except for the studio. So, everyone. But, like, the <laughs> the like director did fine for what he had. Yeah. And the writer was given, you know, I'm sure he had better lines written. And the studio was like, let's dumb that down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> our, our audience is stupid. Yeah. Uh, Stars Winston Duke as Bruce Wayne, yep. most popularly known for his role as M'Baku. Yep, from Black Panther. Yep. And the dad from Us. Yeah, and Gabe mm-hmm. in Jordan Peele Us. It's like you you did write this article. <laughs> uh, the podcast also features a bunch of other The next line names. says, fuck Joe Rogan. Uh, it's at the end, actually, oh. yeah. You forgot where you put it. I wrote this when I was sleeping. Including Jason Isaacs as Alfred. Yeah, he was... Uh, Lucius Malfoy, uh, oh, Draco Malfoy's dad, yeah. in the Harry Potter series, among fucking a million other things. And Hassan Minaj as the Riddler. You've seen him before, I know it. Probably. Yeah, it's one of those names that's not recognizable. Looking it up. Uh, Gina Rodriguez as Barbara Gordon, John Reese Davies as Dr. Hunter, Ashley Birch as Vicki Vale, Lance Reddick, and 
this is yeah uh, Lance Reddick. He he was in uh, he's in a bunch of shit, yeah. including the John Wick series. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. It's Tox Alangandoy. Sure. Plays Thomas and Martha Wayne, respectively. Wait, Hassan, oh, Minaj, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, he was on The Daily Show. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He plays the Riddler. Huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, another fucking spoiler alert. Yeah, you listened to this, right? <laughs> yeah, I listened to the first two episodes. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Batman, or Bat- Bruce Wayne is pretty much a glorified forensic, or a glorified coroner. Yeah. Who, he fucking... Like, he gets the victims of the harvester, and he, like, like tries to, like, see what happened to them through, like, he tries to be them, the mm-hmm. victims, and his parents, who are definitely not, what'd they say? Uh, not as dead. Not as dead. They're they're definitely 100% alive <laughs> so far. Yeah, and urging them to go to Or therapy. maybe they're dead, because... Plot twist. They've been dead the whole time. Yeah, his dad is like, Bruce, you're fucking, you're crazy. I need you to go see this this therapist. And he keeps getting, like, these visions. Like, he, like, it seems like he's having a seizure, but mm-hmm. he's getting, like, visions of uh, pretty much himself as Batman. So it seems like they're going to go through the, uh, this is all in his head route. Oh, yeah. kind of, what if he's actually the serial killer? He might be. He's the harvester. Pathologizing his own. I know that's not the word. But. <laughs> whatever just, whatever word they use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the harvester sounds like it could be like a serial killer, like Victor Zaz or something. It it sounds like he's just taking people's organs, but I haven't listened to He it, might so be. <laughs> it's just harvesting organs. Uh, Is it told like through narration and then like, kind of scenes where the voice actors do their thing or is it's it set all, up like you hear like yeah doors opening and someone walking yep. through okay yep. cool yeah and they're all acting and shit Heck yeah uh yeah they winston duke and um who plays thomas wayne um lance reddick yep they are as i'm sure everyone knows they're, they're black so right i'm sure a lot of people will be upset about that but they do a really good job but i mean so they're African Americans given the role that was actually once a white person, right? Yeah, but they I, I, I don't know if they're playing white people or, or they changed the race of uh, is, Bruce and Thomas Wayne. Oh, so is Bruce African American in this? I don't know. It's a you only hear it. You yeah, can't tell. Yeah, huh? I'm still gonna listen. I was gonna listen today, but I was. Busy listening to other stuff. Yeah, so. it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know when they plan on releasing more episodes. They might have come out with them right now, but uh, let's see. Batman Unburied. Nope, still just the two episodes. And Does it stay at the top of the Nope, uh, doesn't say when they're, when they're released. So it's like, yeah, when we feel like it. Yeah, it's got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, which you could rate this podcast on Spotify, five stars. You can. Make us the number one podcast over Joe Rogan. Yeah, then maybe we'll get a $201 million deal. I bet, you know what? If you get us to number one, we'll have Joe Rogan on the podcast. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll get Thomas Duke, maybe. We weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> um, oh, did you see that I, I added a new tier to the Patreon? <laughs> I didn't. It's $1,000. Oh, really? And we'll, we'll send them a random bike part heck yeah which of course will be from your from your collection that's fine <laughs> hope you like odi long neck grips i uh, don't know what that means it's exactly. all a bunch of gibberish but if you want to find out it's a thousand dollars on patreon but yeah that that so far uh pretty good pretty good story so heck far yeah. uh, it reminds me uh what i assume because i definitely wasn't alive then like the <laughs> old uh like radio shows, yeah, like Detective, yeah, like War, Dick, Dick Tracy, like War of the Worlds, that, oh that, yeah, like storytelling. Yeah, it's definitely not like oh Bruce Wayne is doing this and this and this and this. It's them actually acting it out. I wish that they all had the like transatlantic accent though when they're <laughs> acting. Like, God damn it, I can't figure out this case. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm Bruce Wayne. This is famously how I sound. <laughs> the name's the Riddler. <laughs> Which that voice kind of works. Yeah, it works, but. 
speaking of blah, 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 segue, <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is, quote, unquote, taking a bit of a break. Taking a bit of a break. He always taking a bit of a break. From acting after Doctor Strange 2. This also comes from Igan. Oh, Igan. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is seemingly, seemingly, taking a break from acting after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. During an interview with IGN at the premiere for his new movie, the 45-year-old Doctor Strange star explained how busy he was between acting, parenthood, and more. And more? What's the more? I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, by saying it gets very multiversal in the real life as well. I don't think he knows what that means. Does that mean he has split personalities? He actually travels between <laughs> yeah. multiverses. He actually doesn't know. I mean, I'd love it if he doesn't know what the multiverse is and he just yeah. uses it in his real day life. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of thinking of some variety. I'll take the steak and the chicken. I'm multiversal. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking server's like, uh, uh okay. Okay. And they fucking turn away like this fucking guy, again. and then he doesn't tip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I left my wallet in the other in the other multiverse. Universe. Uh, asked what variant of himself he would like to be. He replied, "I guess one that's less busy, maybe dot dot dot. I might be that variant very soon, which is nice. Taking a bit of a break." And that was the article. Oh, and then I saw a different article. That said, that Benedict Cumberbatch said that he wanted to play Doctor Strange for 10 years. That's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> maybe. Because isn't he like hundreds of years old anyway? No. I mean, technically he might be. Because when he faced off against Dormammu in the first one, like he kept fucking rewinding time. Yeah. Oh. Who knows how long he actually did that for? It could have right. been a thousand years. Right. Yeah, uh, I don't think he will just because like, unless they... Like, actively make it a point, like, he's getting older in the films. There's a little thing called time that you can't erase in real life, but I don't know if he actually understands that. He may be just thinking he's Doctor Strange at this point. (laughs) He's he's already losing it. Like, in that movie... Can we just go on that, like, Benedict Cumberbatch has escaped from reality as a bit? I like it. Uh, sure. Um, he was in a movie, I think, where he was, like, this genius, but he had, like, schizophrenia or something could be thinking of a completely different movie but he like imagines dragons a friend that just never existed hmm i don't know i I don't know but that also could be a russell crowe movie that is either similar or the movie and the movie that i'm thinking of doesn't exist was it also shutter island uh (laughs) it was like shutter island set at like harvard okay yeah harvard island harvard island famously set or famously (laughs) on an island uh, you know who, who didn't go to Harvard? Me. And me either. Or anybody on the Jackass crew. But apparently Ooh, they're getting You don't new, know that? I don't. None of them went to Harvard. I know that for sure. You know them personally? You, yeah. You asked them before we uh, started this yeah, podcast? Yeah, I, I, I have a group text going with all of them. Oh, damn. Uh, Jackass is heading... Oh, I think this is also from Megan. I forgot to cite my, cite my source, but I think it was on the same page. Uh, it's heading back to the small screen with a new series of... With Fred Ledledda from the original creators. In the works at Paramount Plus after immense popularity of Jackass Forever. And then it's quoted, Based off the success of Jackass Forever, we're working with the creators to continue the partnership with a new series, bringing even more ridiculous antics straight to Paramount Plus. Paramount Global CEO Bob Backish said Tuesday during the company's Q1 earning call. Uh, Backish. And that's kind of all there is about the actual show. It goes on to say Jackass Forever is the fourth film in the long-running franchise. Debuted at the top of the domestic box office in February, which it did. It was great. Uh, with a better-than-expected $23.5 million. I mean, what other movies were out in February? <laughs> I remember it was going against Moonfall. Oh. The one where there's... The moon is falling or some shit? I don't there's know. There's like a base inside the moon or some shit? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the film included cast, classic cast members such as Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, Dave England, Wee Man, Danger Aaron, and Preston Lacey, as well as several new faces including Rachel Wolfson, Sean Poopsie McGearney. Taco. And Jasper Dolphin. They didn't put well, Taco there. To, yeah, Taco's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> but he was in there a lot. He wasn't like Jasper? Yeah. Yeah. I, but, f- I feel like 
like the big names aren't gonna really. No, they. It, I think it'll probably be like every once in a while there, yeah. there'll be an appearance from like Steve O or Chris Pontius. Or yeah, something. like how when Steve O and Chris Pontius did Wild Boys. Yeah, and then Johnny Knoxville would join every once in a while, or Three Six Mafia, or Three Six Mafia. <laughs> I think it's probably gonna be like that. I think it's probably gonna be. I don't even know if Rachel Wolfson. Maybe she will. I know she's like a stand up and like a weed advocate. I'm sure she will. Yeah, but she was only. I, I I'm waiting to see the point five because she wasn't really in a ton of the stunts either. No, like but the ones Poop, that she was in. Yeah, she, was she a, fucking killed. Yeah, it. she was a beast. Poopsie was in most of them. Yeah, and apparently, uh, Poopsie got attacked by a shark during Shark Week, Ooh. and like fucked up his hand. Like he still didn't have full mobility of his hand anymore, and he's broke. He was on the Steve-O podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because since they were first-time cast members, they only got um, SAG wages, which is like $65,000. Yeah. So they didn't get any like box office revenue or stock options or anything like that. Hmm. And, that was, I mean, they filmed it two years ago, so $65,000 plus medical bills and all that from getting bit by a shark. It was just, he's broke. He's selling merch for money, so I, I kind of hope he's on this just so he can get paid. Right. He got attacked by a shark. For the movie? No, it was uh, during oh. Shark Week for Discovery. They were doing this thing where he was going to wakeboard over sharks, like jump the shark like Fonzie. I, I wonder if it was like too crazy that they couldn't like get him insured. Yeah, probably not. Because that, that, that was a thing for the longest time with Robert Downey Jr. When oh, he was continuously going to jail and getting arrested and shit. and shit. Yeah, they couldn't, like no one wanted to hire him because he couldn't get insured. So, and I think for Iron Man or maybe Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or something, like he had to like forego uh, his salary, like part of his salary. So they'd hire oh, really? him. Yeah. Damn. And, and ensure that like he'd stay on for the whole movie instead of fucking going on a binger. Yeah. Halfway through. Yeah. So, yeah. so if he wanted like his whole salary, he had to fucking be sober or at least not get arrested. <laughs> and, and do the whole film. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't show like how gruesome. I, I watched. I didn't know until he was on the podcast, and then I went on YouTube because they have a video of it on YouTube. Yeah, and he went to jump the sharks, and he just landed in the middle of the sharks, and all you see is just fucking uh, a tail just flailing, <laughs> and then he comes out, and his his hand is literally like his palms touching here because all his uh, tendons are gone and shit. Ew. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> And that was, uh, I think, over a year ago now, and he still like can just barely move his hand. Damn. Yeah. So he, I, I, I kind of hope that he gets like the show because he needs, he needs money. He needs <laughs> something good to come out of this jackass thing. Uh, did you watch that old ass Simpsons episode where uh, Homer tries jumping the sharks? That there, there's like a tank of sharks, but he fucking like lands in the middle of the tank, like he's on a motorcycle and. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that one. Not the. You're not thinking of the one where he like jumps, jumps the, the canyon. Yeah. No, I know that one too. <laughs> but yeah, he. I can't. Because wasn't um, it was fucking an old episode. Robbie Knievel or something like a special guest. Yeah, that. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I know. I know my Simpsons. Do you? Not really. Which one, Jessica? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, what happened to Jessica Simpson? She made her money. She's like, I'm yeah, out of true. here. Speaking of speaking of jackasses, there we go. <laughs> Justin, well, Justin, Justin Lin's not the not the jackass, okay. but Justin Lin exited Fast and Furious Ten over Vin Diesel's poor onset behavior. That makes sense. Fucking jackass. This comes via Consequence Film. Uh, last week, director Justin Lin made the shooting or the shoot the shocking decision to step away from directing the tenth Fast and Furious film, a move that is now being blamed on star Vin Diesel's "quote unquote" difficult behavior on set. Fucking diva. Lin left the project less than two weeks into filming, forcing <laughs> Universal to pause production while it scrambles for a replacement at an estimated cost of six hundred thousand dollars to one million dollars a day. Jesus. According to the New York Daily News, the filmmaker had simply had enough of Diesel's unprofessionalism. Diesel showed up late to the set. He doesn't know his lines, said an unnamed source, and he shows up out of shape. <laughs> yeah, he is getting pudgy. He is a cringy person. Yeah, he is. When he fucking tried calling out, uh, or tried 
guilt tripping the rock into coming back <laughs> for fucking like saying that it was Paul Walker's wishes or something. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. And the rocks like, I make more money than you every minute. So yeah. uh, why would I, why would I come back? Yeah. I was watching a video. I think it was from the YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's called that. That's a shit show or that was a shit show or something. Yeah. And it was about um, the fast and furious fucking uh, series. I didn't know this, but Vin Diesel's a fucking like a, an executive producer. Yeah, for the Fast and Furious films now. So that's probably he, why he was begging The Rock. He's like, I need more star power. Yeah. Well, they're gonna get star power with fucking uh, Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. other people. So they got they went from The Rock to Jason Momoa. It's like if we can't have one Samoan, we'll get another. Yeah, if we can't have one big motherfucker or Hawaiian or whatever they are. Um. Yeah, but there's uh, like other reports that like Justin Lin left, like he was, he was going to get paid like ten to twenty million dollars to direct this movie, right? So he like ditched that and was like, "Yeah, fuck this." Yeah. And they found a a new director that has like a French name, Jacques Augusto. Let me see. I wonder. I want to be there when. Vin Diesel flubs his lines where it's like, Dom, you ready for one last ride? And he's like, uh, family, family, family. Oh, yeah. Luis Letier. All right. Done. What, what has he done? Oh, yeah. Brie Larson is, is in it, too. Yeah. Uh, I think he's done a bunch of stuff. Incredible Hulk. Oh. Um, now You See Me. Jet okay. Li's Unleashed. All right. So he's done some action. Yeah. Uh, I guess he did some episodes of. The Dark Crystal show, yeah, that Netflix show. I didn't watch it either. I watched the movie once in like ninth grade. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah, I didn't like this movie. Yeah, I guess Vin Diesel's just yeah diva. So now it's called Fast and Furious Fast and Fast Ten. Your seats because they're going to be on delay for a little bit. Yep, perfect. You better fasten to your. It's coming. It's almost there. Because Vin Diesel sucks. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. We did it. We Yay. did it. This is this is why you listen and or watch this podcast. Um, no good segue into this either. But Bruce Love Campbell f- fuels Mysterio Mysterio fan casting hype with new deep. I hate when they call it a deep fake image. It's a Photoshop. Let's be real here. But would be Spider Man four star Bruce Campbell fuels been Myster- Mysterio. Yep. Fuels Mysterio fan casting hype with a new deepfake image. Sam Raimi made Spider-Man a blockbuster property with a trio of web-slinging fills released between 02 and 07. Unfortunately, Sony then decided to change course. Robin Raimi, I hate that's oh, that's a weird alliteration. Robbing Raimi of the chance <laughs> to make Spider-Man 4. I think it was relieved, actually. Yeah, probably. After Sony forced him to put in Venom when he didn't want to do that right. in the third movie. Of course, Raimi is currently back on the superhero directing beat with his smash hit MCU film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But fans still want to know about Spider-Man 4 and what plans were in place for the never-made superhero film. Speaking recently to Rolling Stone, Raimi discussed the Spider-Man movie he never got to make and threw out a little tidbit for the fans, confirming long-standing rumors that his old pal Campbell was in line to play the Spider-Man villain Mysterio. In the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, ended up debuting the character of Mysterio on the big screen in the later MCU film, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Naturally, Raimi's reveal of Campbell would be Mysterio, I want to say mysterious, (laughs) cameo, had led loads of fan speculation over the dream Spider-Man 4 movies, some hope Raimi gets to make now that the multiverse has arrived in the MCU. Uh, never one to miss the opportunity to mess with fans and fuel such rumors. Campbell himself is now taking to social media to pick up on the Mysterio hype, tweeting a Photoshop image. Deep fake again <laughs> uh, of himself replacing Gillian Hall as a Spider-Man villain. And he did post a picture where it was obviously a Photoshop, and his caption was "Probably never going to happen." <laughs> but it's like oh, he's fueling rumors. He's fucking. 
I, I honestly didn't know that Campbell was in line to play Mysterio in the Spider-Man 4. Yeah, there's got to... released or leaked like storyboard art. Oh, really? Of him like robbing a bank and then... Uh, oh, yeah, they used a fucking young Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? It's deep well, well, obviously, that's not going to happen. Right. You can't go back in time. Yeah, I, do, I, I would love to see him as Mysterio still, but he's. I think he's just probably too old now. Yeah, he could still do it. Maybe. If he wants to. He's also talking about how he didn't want to do too many more movies because of how old he is. So the fuck? He posted, warning, massive spoiler, and an article titled, Pizza Papa is the MCU's, MCU's best new character. So I'm guessing... Uh, Guessing he's in Doctor Strange too. Well, of course, as, as Pizza in, Papa, whatever that is. He's in. Is he in every Sam Raimi movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, he was. He was in Dark Man. Well, at least the first Dark Man. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Him and Ted Raimi. Oh yeah, Ted Raimi. I forgot about that. Let's see. I'm gonna go to his, Sam Raimi's IMDb and see if we can pick the ones that he wasn't in. All right. I'm going to go to a two. Are we going producer? No. Director? Wait. Wait, what, what are we talking about? Sam Raimi's directed, like, yeah. all the movies he's directed. Yeah. Let's do director. Right. Oh, he directed Spider-Man? No way. The Evil Dead? All right, so Out West, a short from 1972. You think he was in that? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. The Great Bogus Monkey Pignut Swindle. What? Another short from 1975. Yeah, because I think he, like, him and uh, Bruce Campbell and probably Ted Raimi, like, did a bunch of short films for school. All all these shorts are probably from films. Mm, Actor, no. The Happy Valley Kid, short. Six Months to Live, short. Picnic, short. It's murder! Exclamation mark. Iggy Pop. He directed an Iggy Pop music video. Um, I don't think he was in this one. Which one? It's called It's Murder. Oh, I see it. Nope. There he is. He's Scott in Spiegel's in it. Wherever that is. I don't know who that oh, is yeah. either. Police officer on bicycle. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, six months to live. Nope. Oh, Ted Raimi's in it though. Oh, there you go. Civil War Part 2. What, dude? He directed sequel to Captain America Civil War back in 1977. What? Hey, Bruce Campbell's in that. So is Ted Raimi and Scott Spiegel. William Shakespeare, the movie. What do you think? Yes. Yep, Bruce Campbell. Yep, star Bruce Campbell. Only right. only one in it. The Evil Dead, what do you think? Nah, he wasn't in that one. Nope. Um, Ivan Raimi. Who the fuck is Ivan Raimi? I have no idea. Ted Raimi's in it, of course. Scott Spiegel. Like every character on the cast list for the Evil Dead is fake Shemp. <laughs> is that a? F- I have no idea. For the love of the game, nineteen ninety nine. What do you think? No, you don't think he was in that? Nope. Wait, he might have been as like a agent or coach or something. John C. Riley's in it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, Brian Cox. I don't think he was in it. J.K. Simmons. He might have had like an un- uncredited role. True. True. Uh, let's see if Scott Spiegel or Ted Raimi or Ivan Raimi's in it. Uh, I didn't see him. See any of them? Oof. Daniel Day Kim's in it. Daniel Day Kim. Oh, Ted Raimi as as Gallery Doorman. Oh, there we go. We got one out of three. The uh, gift. What is the gift? A fortune teller with extra sensory perception is asked to help find a young woman. Who has mysteriously disappeared. I have breaking news. Keanu Reeves. What? He, it's announced he's set to direct a movie called World War Three. Ted Raimi? Ivan Raimi? Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, an examination of the, what the world might look like in the future of the 21st century is what the synopsis says. My laptop's going to die. Oh, my God. I know. Grab your charger. And we're not going to need it after this. All right. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Mysterio. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, six one nine. Other than that, I just thought it was interesting that he was set. Bruce Campbell was set to actually play Mysterio. 
Yeah. And then it never came to fruition. Yeah, I think that would have explained why, like, Bruce Campbell played different characters in the Spider-Man oh. movies. Ooh. Gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Never doubt Sam Raimi. Ever. I'm thinking about it, actually. You shouldn't, though. Um, all right. Any, any other news? That's all I got. All right, moving on to spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Where we discuss what we're reading, watching, and or listening to. So, if you fucking say Elden Ring, dude. I won't. I'm fucking flipping this table. I won't. You're going to fucking say it. I won't <laughs> you say piece it. of shit, don't fucking say, say it. it. I won't say it. All right, what have you been watching, reading, and or listening to, I, not playing? The better question is what didn't I watch? And that's everything. I didn't watch a goddamn thing this week. Wow. Man. I know. I'm just so I, busy. I, I, all right. What have you been reading or listening to anything? Um, I've been listening to podcasts, but which ones? Disc golf podcast. <laughs> Did you start the the Blackbeard series from last podcast on the left? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm almost done. Well, the, the first episode just came out today, so I'm, I'm I'm almost done with that. It's pretty funny. Is it? I was yeah. gonna. There's As a, usual, there's a few of them. There's a, some of the um, side stories I gotta catch up on too. Yeah, I kind of stopped listening to side stories. They're all right sometimes. I've been going back and listening to their creepy pasta episodes. Yeah, and l- like I was saying, boy, were they edgy. Yeah, uh, like Marcus would be like, "I'm gonna s- smoke myself to death" or some shit like that. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, huh. that was back before him and Henry got their now wives. Oh, right. So, so they're single and miserable. <laughs> I'm depressed. Yeah. Love it. I have to go back and listen to those. All right. Um, well, I read Maniac of New York, which is a graphic novel written by Elliot Kalan or Kalan or Kalan, uh, drawn by Andrea Muddy. And the letterer was Taylor Esposito. It's about um, like this Jason. Ask serial killer. I think I was here when you ordered that. When did I order it? I don't know. <laughs> I remember you look see like you pulled it up on Amazon. Maybe I yeah. did. Maybe I didn't. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, well, yeah, it's about this Jason esque um, character serial killer that is seemingly immortal, like the cops and everyone like tried to kill. Uh, the character called Maniac or yeah, Maniac Harry, uh, with like no no succession or succession no success yeah no success uh, so they like they like chose to live with Maniac Harry being on the loose, like setting uh like curfews and oh like safe zones and shit. How did how did they make a safe zone? Just there's this one where it, he never kills anybody in like this one neighborhood, mm-hmm. and no one can figure out why. Uh, but they like one of the characters because it follows uh, a detective and this chick that's on the the mayor's maniac Harry task force. Mm-hmm. Like it follows them because it started out with maniac Harry. Doing like the Jason Camp Crystal Lake, but it's it's not Camp Crystal Lake. It's a different name that I can't it's remember. Camp Stone Lake. It's not. It doesn't flow off the tongue like no. Camp Crystal Lake. It's like Camp Hardwood Tree Lake Forest View. <laughs> uh, but the chick that's on the on the task force, she was one of the counselors, mm-hmm. and instead of it being that Jason drowned, right? Like Maniac Harry just showed up out of nowhere, started murdering all the hell yeah, all the counselors, including her boyfriend or friend, probably boyfriend, friend that was a boy boyfriend. Yes, nice. Um, and so she's trying to get revenge for him. Like she feels guilty because he told her to run away and he distract Maniac Harry. So she feels he, guilty about he that. The hero and um. The detective, I forget why she is after him. I think she wants to avenge someone too. But she's like this uh like this down trot detective that ratted out her um 
her old partner, her ex-partner, mm. police detective partner, because he shot an unarmed kid. Nice. Obviously an unarmed black kid. Right. Because America. Kind of like the guilty that we discussed last week. If you haven't listened to that, go back. Oh, yeah. Forgot we did that. Yeah. Can't remember anything past five minutes ago. I know. Uh, what are we doing? A podcast? What, this when? is this is a web show, sir. Oh. Like uh, web soup? Yes. Tosh.0? Yes. Uh, but, um, yeah, like the, these two characters are like trying to take them down. Like bullets don't affect them. The only thing that really kind of affects him is fire, but okay. it, it doesn't kill him. Right. He's just afraid of fire. And they're, uh, like the mayor introduces like this automated train. So a bunch of people are on the train on its first like debut and maniac harry gets on the train starts murdering a bunch of people hell yeah and the two main characters catch wind of it so they get on the train and uh like they save these two kids and one of the kids remembers uh going to a museum that's in the safe zone neighborhood and it shows like this artifact that looks like his mask okay they're like oh shit fucking like the kid remembers I think that's why, because Maniac Harry, like, freezes when they pass underneath the neighborhood. Oh, okay. On the subway train, and uh, she remembers back, like, seeing that. Like, she's trying to figure out, like, why he froze. Because he passed underneath the museum with the artifact? Yep. Nice. And it pretty much ends there. Oh. With the part two graphic novel coming sometime this year. Oh, so it's fairly new? Yeah. Nice. I think... 2020 or 2021 was when the graphic novel came out. Oh, nice. But it's all right. Like, I would have liked if it was one bigger story arc. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a part two coming later. But now they're going to get your money buying part two. Yeah. So if I remember. Do you remember the um, American Horror Story 1984? Yeah. Like. It, I, when you told me a maniac carry it, it I don't know why, but that image of that guy, that was the slasher. Oh, popped into my head. I forget what his name was, but he collected ears. Yeah, and then it turned out it wasn't him, and he was it was actually the camp counselor lady. Yeah, and there was ghosts for some reason. Yeah, I couldn't leave. The, I don't know. It was weird, like the ghost of his child and wife or something. Yeah. Did you ever watch any after that? Mm-mm. Was and that? I, I've watched like. Maybe a handful of episodes of the whole series before that. Really? Yeah, but I was I was only intrigued by that because of the like the camp slasher setting. Yeah, it was fine, but I, yeah, I was just we were we were thinking the other day like what happened to American Horror Story? Did it, did they still make new episodes of it? I think they're they did or they are. I watched Apocalypse and I I think there's been two more since then and I had I have no idea. I know there was that freak show one I yep. watched. That was good. One episode of that, so I was like, "Ooh, killer clowns!" And I was like, "This is boring." It was good. I liked it. Yeah, you would. I would. Yeah, you would. I would. I wouldn't. Yeah, but anyways, you haven't been doing anything else. No, I've been outside. You've been outside. Yeah, dude. Getting yelled at by the fire department. Yep. (laughs) Um. So, have you been listening to like the nature outside? Yeah, I have. Doubt it. You know, I listened to this one podcast. It was called Bird Sounds. Yeah, no, like, it, it, it was called that. Yep. It's quite the Those long Those two birds, one's a cardinal, one's a blue jay. They hate each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> one's all like tweet, tweet, and the other one's all like tweet, tweet. <laughs> the other one's like, fuck you. Yeah, and the one started talking, and I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm, I'm, an Azer- I'm an Arizona cardinal. And then they fought to the death. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on to. Uh, twer, twer. This week in review, this week in review, we watch a movie. Yep, and we review decided. It. Uh, well, more Luke decided that yeah. we should watch all the Marvel movies in chronological order, which I forgot we were doing. <laughs> in my hungover head, I'm I was like, we're doing it by release date. 
and I watched all of Iron Man before I remembered that we're doing it in chronological order. So you had a fun weekend. <laughs> uh, so, the first chronologically uh, movie yep. in that order. <laughs> I'm tired. You can tell. Uh, is Captain America the first Avenger? The first one. The first one. The very first Captain one. America, the first America of Captain. Uh, the synopsis is Steve Rogers, a rejected military soldier, transforms into Captain America after taking a dose of quote-unquote super soldier serum. But being Captain America comes at a price as he attempts to take down a warmonger and a terrorist organization. This is directed by Joe Johnston, who did... A lot of things. Yeah. A lot of good things, like yeah. fucking Jumanji. Yeah, uh, the original Jumanji? Yeah. Nice. The uh, Rocketeer. And uh, he worked on, like, VFX or something for Indiana Jones, I believe nice. the first one. But, yeah, he did a lot of movies that, like, a lot of people have watched. How come every older superhero, like, like Captain America, their names... Sound like names that Arnold Schwarzenegger would have in a movie. Steve Rogers. Yeah, he, every every movie Arnold's ever done, he's like, "I'm Ben Williams." <laughs> just a generic yeah, white just, person. Yeah, yeah. like I'm you're just, definitely not. You're not. Yeah, my name's Frank White. No, it's not. I'm talking with an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, and this is written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, which. I looked up how to spell their names, mm. and I got so confused. I thought there was, like, a bug in the IMDb app because they're, like, IMDb pictures. Right. They look like the same fucking person. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the top two. I was like, oh, geez. I was like, they're the same fucking person. <laughs> the same background, dropping yeah. everything. <laughs> same pose. Speaking of IMDb, did you see that someone changed... Amber Heard's name to Amber Turd for no, a little bit on the IMDb no. database until it got changed back. That's amazing. But uh, these guys, or at least Christopher Marcus, let me check, Stephen McFeely. Yeah, they fucking wrote uh, a, like the screenplay for Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War. Oh, so they're in this. They're in it to nice. win it. But uh, and it stars Chris Evans, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, and Samuel L. Jackson, among a lot of other people. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. The yeah, end. Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, including, like, Sebastian Stan and uh, Neil McDonough. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, which was, he was pretty funny in this movie. He was funny in this movie. But fucking Captain America, like, straight up fucking murders people in this yeah, fucking it's good. This movie. Like, lights him on fire. and. Well, I think they allowed him to do that because it's Nazis. Like, yeah. And they're like, no one's going to feel bad about <laughs> People killing Nazis. But I, the one thing I I hadn't watched this since it came out originally. So probably re, same for me. So rewatching this when he was like scrawny, yeah, like CGI wasn't that good. It was pretty good. It was fine, but there was but, but there's there was like the slight like uncanny valley. Yeah, like a is if he was really small, his head wouldn't be the same size. Like it, his head's huge in this movie and. If he was like a small guy, his head would be smaller. He wouldn't just be a little guy with a big head. He might. I'm just saying they could have done better. But there, when he was like walked away from uh, the girls as they were watching that uh, Stark presentation. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bucky meets up with him. The background was like it was it, you could tell that it was like green screen around him. It was painfully obvious and kind of hard to watch. And then, like, they did, like, the back of the headshot looking at Bucky, and it was the same. It looked so bad. Well, like, the way that they did it, they got an actor that was that size. Right. Which, he looks similar to Chris Evans. Did he? Yeah. So, they shot the scene with with him with, like, the green dots on his face so they could fucking map out where to put Chris Evans' face. Right. And then... Like they CGI'd Chris Evans' face over that with Chris acting out the scene. And then they just fucking mapped that over the actor's face. Yeah, I just, 
Like, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to go, okay, I know this is CGI and it looks CGI a it's little bit. still pretty impressive. That, yeah, that it's impressive that they were able to do that, but there is a, just a couple where it's like, you could have just polished that scene up a little bit more because it was, it was like, it, it almost looked like... Uh, Dude, this was set, what, in the 30s? Yeah. It's amazing they had CGI <laughs> yeah, back right? then. It's almost like, you know how like uh, a weatherman will be like, I'm in the desert. Oh, and yeah. it's like painfully obvious he's <laughs> sitting in front of something. There were scenes where it looked like that, and it was kind of pulling me out. Just saying, I, I I don't I don't think the movie was bad at all. I think the movie was great, but there's just a couple scenes where I'm like, it's hard to be like in this when it's so bad. Overall, it's pretty good. Yeah, but the amount of scenes that they had to do with, with the that? amount of scenes they got right was amazing. There's just a few scenes that it's just like, come on. And after watching like all the movies that. Uh, Captain America is in when he's getting beat up by that bully in the in the alley. He's right. like, I can do this all day. I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> he, he says that at least once in every movie that he's in. Yeah, and it, doesn't he say I don't like bullies? Yeah. a lot too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't like bullies. But, but like every person he talks to, he's like, I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies. My name's Chris Evans. <laughs> this is what I sound like. <laughs> Would you like to have to drink, sir? I don't like bullies. <laughs> Great. Water? <laughs> That's not on the menu, sir. <laughs> uh, and also, this is the 30s. Actually, in the 30s, that might have been a drink. And be like, all right, scotch on ice. Coming up. <laughs> what the cigar stuck in it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't re- remember Captain America having, like, that trick motorcycle where it, it explodes. like a, like <laughs> No, like like he'd, like, press a button and, like, the like that wire oh, yeah. would come out and fucking attach the trees and clothesline fucking hydro nazis and like there's a flamethrower coming out the back when he pressed another button it could have been a deleted scene like when he was getting all his tech from stark maybe they cut that part out where they're like we got a motorcycle too and oh they- yeah they probably did i, I did watch all the deleted scenes because disney plus they put mm-hmm. like all the extras that are on the dvds and shit on disney plus oh really yeah yeah, that. yeah there's well you, yeah you didn't watch the end of this yeah, I missed the end of it. But like I said, I've watched it before. It's just yeah. a, as a refresher, I missed the end. Well, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, dude, Hugo Weaving. He was fucking amazing as the Red Skull. Yeah. Slash Johann Schmidt. Which, Johann. Which apparently Johann Schmidt was like basically the German equivalent to John Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just a generic name. that. So two generic names, just Ben Williams and John Smith. Uh, I know it's Steve Rogers, but I'm talking <laughs> about like just generic names. I also like how when Howard Stark shows, like first shows Steve Rogers, like his like his suit, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "This would stop like a bayonet, bayonet." But I don't think uh, like the Hydra soldiers are carrying any pocket knives. And then when he's fighting the Hydra soldiers on. Uh, Red Skull's plane. One of the Hydra soldiers fucking pulls out a knife. <laughs> also, Chris Evans runs a few times in this movie. And he has fucking he has really good form when yeah. running. He has like perfect form. Yeah, I mean, and I uh, guess I guess he had a stunt double to do some of the running too. Really? Yeah, prob- uh, probably from the back. All in all, like Chris Evans, it's kind of like the perfect human being. Yeah. It pisses me off, and, and he's probably a good guy. Probably if if uh. Him and Henry Cavill just decided to fist fight. I'd probably start crying. Go, yeah. they're killing each other. They would I, never, would, I wouldn't know who to root for. They would never. <laughs> oh, yeah. I read some trivia. Like IMDb, a lot of the time, it just has like, you sure? Kind of yeah, trivia. Right. Or like, no shit trivia. Yeah. But I read that when Bucky falls off the train mm-hmm. into that fucking river, like uh, 500 feet down. Right. Uh, that the like the experiments, whatever that um, Zola was was doing on him, yeah. When he was strapped down to the table, uh, like those experiments, like allowed him to survive that fall because they were trying to make like super soldiers of their own. Yeah. Um, but and I was like, "You sure? Yeah, but makes sense, I guess." Yeah. I mean, they had to explain it somehow. He comes back, so yeah, uh, but. Yeah, some of the IMDb trivia is painfully stupid. <laughs> or it's like 
at this mark in the movie, uh, prof- or Stark clearly shows a, fl- a hovering car. There was no hovering cars in the 1930s. Uh, Shut up, you. I read one that was like, oh, uh, yeah, the technology that Howard Stark uses in the floating car is a precursor to uh, Tony Stark's Iron Man technology. It's like, don't fucking shit, yeah. dumbass. Everything's a precursor to something. <laughs> and it makes sense that he'd get like the technology that his fucking father invented. Yeah. Um, what's the casting of, who was it? I think it was Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, uh-huh. who plays Jesse Custer slash Preacher in the Preacher TV series. Okay. Uh, let me check. Pretty sure it is. Yep, Dominic Cooper. Great choice. Yeah, that was great. I always forget that like Steve had a relationship with Tony Stark's dad, technically. Yeah. Yeah, I've I rewatched Civil War and... Uh, um, like... Steve Rogers like mentions that um I don't know something about Howard Stark like how they were good friends or something and uh Iron Man was like yeah really my father never talked about you except like all the time right <laughs> they're like oh yeah they did have a, a relationship yeah I I didn't think about it then you know you see Stark all of a sudden I'm like of course yeah. of course there's Stark um but yeah the the ending is pretty fucking heartbreaking when he has to like put down the uh red skulls plane right because it's like on course to blow up new york city and he's talking to peggy about like uh postponing their dance and it cuts off when steve rogers crashes yeah because they're talking through the radio and right and then he yeah and and then, i remember that now and then he wakes up in uh, that shield setup room to make it look like it's the fucking uh, 40s. Yeah. I thought that was a fucking post-credit scene, but no, nope, that's just the end scene. There's no post-credit scene. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he wakes up and he freaks out because he wakes up to a baseball game playing on the radio mm-hmm. and... He's like, where am I? And the nurse, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, she's like, oh, you're in the recovery room in New York City. And he's like, no, really, where am I? Because he's, he's like, I remember this this baseball game. I was there. Right. And he fucking busts through a wall. Well, no, he throws two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents through a wall and then fucking runs out. And it's modern-day Times Square. And then he meets. That'd be such a fucking yeah. brain mm-hmm. mind fuck, dude. Yeah, my brain would probably fucking break. And- I, yeah, immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah, he meets Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, and he explains to Steve Rogers like what happened. Like he's been uh, asleep for seventy years, and Steve Rogers is just like heartbroken because he says that he he had a he had a date, right? And yeah, uh, one one of the deleted scenes is is like an alternate scene of. Steve Rogers waking up and Nick Fury says to Steve that they had it set up like that because they didn't know how he would be when he woke up. But in the alternate deleted scene, Nick Fury says, we don't know. We, we didn't know how your mental state would be. So we were trying to like easy into it. Right. And the rest is pretty much the same, but I think they should have used the alternate scene instead of just saying, no, we didn't know how you'd be. We didn't know how your mental state would be in the f- like first scene when forget his name the bad guy red skull but he was, oh yeah johan schmidt yeah when he was coming for the the tesseract yeah what it's called those two guys were speaking some kind of other other language to each other and then dude breaks in and now he just speaks english yeah <laughs> and uh, i like how the germans like conveniently spoke english for us yeah <laughs> i i get it but and i mean, I, I had the subtitles on when they're speaking uh where were they? Were they in like Finland or Norway? Know. I'm pretty Some sure it was Norway. Nordic. Yeah. And the subtitles just said, speaking Norwegian. Oh, <laughs> and I was Jesus. like, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you want to hear some trivia? I got no. a few. I got a few. I have a few too. We're probably the same stuff. Yeah, it's from IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you. All right, you go first. All right. Uh, John Krasinski was almost offered the role of Captain America after 
Chris Evans initially turned it down due to not wanting to sign a nine-movie contract, but then accepted after he talked him down to a six-movie contract, and Robert Downey Jr. like convinced him to take it because yep. he was like, after you get cast in this, you can take whatever movie you yeah. want. Everyone wants a piece of Marvel property. At around the 37-minute mark, Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter, surprisingly touched Chris Evans' oh, yeah. chest as he emerged from the pod turning into Captain America. This was very much improvised, and the surprise on her face is genuine. As she admitted in interviews, she was very taken by Chris's physique and nearly broke character and ruined that ruined take. that take, and that made it into the film. Yeah, I read that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because I noticed like her reaction. like She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, originally, cameo appearances were planned in the film for James Logan Howlett, Wolverine, and... Eric Lencher, Magneto, who were present during World War II. Logan was a soldier, and Lencher was in an internment camp. These cameos were scrapped due to rights issues. And then, like, they just add on stupid fucking additional info. Like it says, Marvel Studios now owns the rights of the X-Men characters, a result of the Disney-Fox merger of 2019. It's like, who fucking cares, Yeah, they're just like, look how much I know. Yeah, I'm so smart. What what else you got? Um, In the comics, Captain America was frozen for only two decades and revived in the 60s. Yeah. But since it came out in 2011, they had to change it, being frozen for closer to 70 years. Uh, in the exhibition, there is a mannequin and a... Uh, this is the Howard Stark's fucking World of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. scene. There's a mannequin in a red jumpsuit under a glass dome. That is a reference to the android, the original Human Torch, the first superhero created by Timely Comics in October 1939, which eventually became Marvel Comics. He was also part of the Invaders, along with Namor and Captain America. Marvel's or Marvel Comics recycled the name and abilities with the Fantastic Four's Johnny Storm in 1961. And then it goes on to add fucking stupid shit again. <laughs> Chris Evans portrayed Johnny Storm slash Human Torch in Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, British Olympic decathlete Daniel Odd. A-W-D-E. He played the double, right? Yep, for, he was for the running double for Chris yeah. Evans. <laughs> Shields made of different materials were used depending on what was needed for the shot. Rubber shields were used for when Captain America punches people with it, which I feel like would still fucking hurt. Yeah, it, it couldn't be too soft. Like, yeah, like it has to maintain most of the shape when you hit someone with it, so it has to be like somewhat rigid. Yeah. It's just like putting a pillow in front of your fist and then punching someone with it. It still <laughs> kind of hurts. For scenes where he put the shield on his back, magnets were used to keep it in place, which pretty impressive. Unless they, like, covered the whole shield with magnets. Yeah, I don't know. Instead of just, like, two places where it attaches to his back. Uh, in many scenes where he is seen throwing the shield, Chris Evans would mime out the actions of catching and throwing the shield, with the shield being added later using CGI. That, they, you mean... He didn't actually have a shield that he that defied, come back to him? <laughs> that defied the laws of physics. Are you ready for this bombshell of a trivia? Ooh. Bombshell. Nope. The Hold th- on. All right. All right. The film takes place from March 1942 Ooh. to May 1945 and in 2012. <gasps> you know what's even more like ridiculous? You know what came out in 2012? Avengers. Uh. Directed by Joss Whedon. Controversial person. <laughs> you know it's also more... Just takes me aback more than someone that actually thought this was a good piece of trivia. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. That 63 out of 71 people found this interesting. Pretty good fucking... That's a pretty good review. I think I think I saw this and I was like, "This has to be like towards the bottom where it says like five out of one hundred people found this interesting." Right? Despite being the first Avenger, it's the last solo Avenger film to be released before they team up for the film Avengers. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and then so on and so forth. There's so many trivia for this. Like, I know, and a lot of them were just like, yeah, like three quarters care. of it, not good. Like I even went to like the spoiler section. Not not good. Not good trivia, really. Uh, Chris Evans was paid three hundred thousand dollars to play the title role. Which, in terms of, like, actor money, like, that's low fucking money, but I'd have been like, fuck yeah, dude, 300 grand. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, at the very bottom of the list for trivia, there's three, and they're not well rated, because they go, Jenna Coleman's debut. Who the hell is that? That's all it says. What? (laughs) What? Who the fuck is Jenna Coleman? There's also one that says, Laura Haddock's debut. Laura Haddox. And then Jacqueline Holonick's Hanulik's debut. Um, Zero people found that interesting. Jenna Coleman, she played Connie. 
Which one's Connie? I don't know. She might have been like the agent at the end when Chris Evans woke up or something. Oh, okay. What about Laura Haddock? Uh, I'll look up the Jacqueline. Uh, autograph Seeker. <laughs> oh, geez. Barely a debut. I think I saw trivia about the Autograph Seeker. That's probably a superhero. The Autograph Seeker. I'm not going to look it up, though. But um, who this is either. The comic book version of Captain America's shield is most commonly said to be a mixture of vibranium and adamantium. Vibranium equals the shield's ability to absorb vibrations. Adamantium equals the shield's, uh, parentheses, near invincibility. However, because adamantium is part of the X-Men slash Wolverine mythos, which film rights are owned by 20th Century Fox, not anymore. Nope. That person that said that they merged should have added that to the end of this. Baron Zemo and Baron Von Strucker originally appeared as side villains working with the Red Skull, but the writers cut them from the script due to fears that they would be wasted in such small roles. Strucker ended up being used in the post credit sequence of Captain America the Winter Soldier, as well as a brief role in Avengers Age of Ultron, which talk about fucking wasted. He was wasting Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. This is right there, brief role. That's a fucking waste. <laughs> That's a waste. Like, they kill him off, like, right away. Uh, while Zemo... Became a villain in Captain America Civil War, although not as a Hydra agent. See, I like this little piece. Uh, the date that this movie came out in 2011, July 22nd, is the same date that Captain America 1990 premiered on home video in the U.S. in 1992. Ooh, home video. Yeah, which I didn't know there was a Captain America movie in 1990. Yep, there was... It's uh, got to be A couple. Terrible. There was one where Red Skull was in it. He just looks like shit. And then it might have been the same movie where Captain America, like, he has, like, his uh, his mask mm-hmm. and the ears because his ears stick out in his costume. Right. But they're made out of rubber. Oh, geez. They're not his actual ears. They're rubber. They couldn't just put a hole there for no, his ears to come I guess through? not. What does that make sense? And another one of the movies, instead of using, like, the traditional mask, he wears a motorcycle helmet. So. Fun. <laughs> we should probably, uh, for Bob and Terry's, we got to make fun of that movie. Bob and Terry's. Bob and Terry's. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is Bob who's, and Terry? Who's Bob and Terry? <laughs> hey, welcome to the Bob and Terry show. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be fun to do. Those are painful to do. Yeah. There's also a Fantastic Four TV movie. Nice. Uh, is there a Spider-Man one? I think there's a couple Fantastic Four TV movies. There was, yeah, the, there's, there's been like a few different like old adaptations. Like there's We're gonna the Japanese Spider-Man. Yep. Where... He, uh, fuck, I watched a video on it. but I know there's one where you see him climbing up a wall, but it was obviously like the wall was laid down. He's just like do, crawling on it, and they yeah. just tilted it upwards. Uh, the Japanese Spider-Man one, like he had like his own like uh, mech. Like, oh, really? Like giant robot. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. La- last little bit of trivia. You ready for this? Ready. Dane Cook, Kevin Jonas, and Joe Jonas auditioned for the role of Steve Rogers. What the fuck? <laughs> How old would have those two Jonas brothers been? I feel like they definitely at least wouldn't look old enough to fucking play Captain America. Yeah, Dane Cook definitely. <laughs> I'm so no. Ugh, I've been terrible. All right, that's, uh, it. that's all I got. Should we close it out? I think we should. All right. Well, that's it. And my laptop just died, so that's perfect timing. Head nod. Head nod. You can't. It's not good for audio, but <laughs> head nod. Uh, thanks for listening. Special thanks to our Patreon subscribers. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pop culture bicycle. Let's see if I can get your fucking uh, Instagram handle right this Do time. It up. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at pop culture bicycle and on Twitter at pop culture bike. You can follow me on Instagram at pop culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG Keyway spelled K E W A Y. If you still use Facebook, you can find us by searching Pop Culture Bicycle. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at popculturebicycle at gmail.com. You can use hashtag popculturebicycle on Twitter, or you can just DM us on any of our socials. So Mm -hmm. let's see if we have any reviews or anything. Nobody reviews anymore. It's so last summer, dude. Damn it, we missed it by a year. Yep. No new reviews on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I say this every time, but I don't know if there's other places to review it. But you can do it. 
You can do it in app. Download Apple Podcasts I'm and sick. review it or rate us five stars on Spotify. Helps us with uh, everything. People being able to see uh, see the see the see the podcast. Yeah, no reviews on Spotify. Well, you can't review it. You can only rate, rate it. it. We have no ratings. I wonder if we have any spam in the pop culture. No, no spam. Wow, nobody likes. Us. Wow, why don't you guys like us? All right. Well, as we say on this show, <gasps> goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, oh, yeah, I was gonna play the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.